His fingers could still flex, so, with a curse, he ignored it. Finally, Humphreys and his officer's Shaco came into view. A French fusilier four feet behind him and drawing a bead on the lieutenant's head. Gabriel drew his sabre and slashed. Humphreys! he bellowed again. You've cavalry riding down on you, damn it all! Major! The lieutenant stammered, stepping backward as the fusilier collapsed at his feet. What? Gabriel stood in his stirrups. Sixty-eighth! Left face! Form ranks and fix bayonets! No! The French ponies mean to break our flank! Regimental ranks would look grand, but at the same time he'd seen enough war to know the foot soldiers would barely slow the horsemen, and he needed to alter that arithmetic quickly. Skidding out of the saddle, he grabbed hold of an abandoned French light cannon. Humphreys! Davis! A twelve-pounder wouldn't do much damage, but he wouldn't want one pointed at him from ten yards away. Together, he and Lieutenant Humphreys pivoted the cannon to face east, hauling it up directly behind his assembling regiment, while Sergeant Davis hopped onto the makeshift cart that carried it and shoved powder and a lead ball down its throat. This is the only gunpowder cartridge and cannonball, Major, the sergeant grunted in his Highland Scots accent, hanging on as they set the heavy tail end of the tripod back into the mud again. It's near enough. No, it wasn't. The 68th Foot Regiment readied themselves, the front line going down on one knee and the back one standing, bayonets at the ready. They'd get off one round before two hundred heavy horses smashed through them like paper. Buttons, he snapped, and began tearing them off his uniform. Musket balls, flasks, whatever you have in your damned pockets. Smoke curled away, parting to reveal the French cavalry charging directly at them. Gabriel's mouth curved in a grim smile. He didn't need to stop the charge, but he did need to make the front line falter. It would cost him men regardless, but at least they would be fighting back instead of slaughtered, and he would be in the middle of it, as he preferred. Drawing his pistol, Gabriel stepped up as Davis leaped to the ground. Center line down, he bellowed. The men directly in front of him went flat onto their bellies, holding the pistol against the breech. Gabriel fired. The flash sparked, and he held his breath. Three hard heartbeats later, the cannon went off with a thunderous blast. For a second, he couldn't hear anything but the concussion thudding about in his skull. All at the same time, his troops surged to their feet and fired in ragged unison. The riders at the front of the cavalry seemed to explode in dirt and blood and sparks as they stumbled and veered away, smashing into their fellows on either side, and the cannon came careening backward. Gabriel grabbed Humphreys by the collar and threw him sideways a split second before the rolling cannon could crush them both. Then he climbed to his feet, drew his sabre again, and charged into the middle of the melee. Jack! he yelled, giving a sharp two-toned whistle. The bay appeared beside him a moment later, and Gabriel swung into the saddle. Robbed of its fastenings, his jacket flapped open, tangling into his arm.
He shrugged out of it and threw the red coat at a French horse's head, then sliced into the rider as the man struggled to keep his seat. The rest became a chaos of slashing and shooting and kicking and punching, muscle against muscle. French eyes widening in mute surprise and horror as he cut down one soldier after another. This, this was what he'd been made for. Anyone who thought to force him to go stand on a hill and watch was a madman and a fool. His arm began to feel weighted, as if by lead, and Union Jack stumbled on the torn-up, bloody ground. Then he heard the French calling, Replions-nous! Retreat! A moment later, familiar red uniforms with their green collars and cuffs charged into the fray to encourage the frog's flight, the eleventh foot, better late than never, he supposed. Major Forrester! A messenger said.